Hello. Welcome back. I'm so happy you're here. Listen, you know what? I'm not even gonna lie to you guys. I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of shit going on right now. And this episode is... It's a hot mess. I waited till last minute to do it because I forgot that I was doing this again. There are men working on the roof and it is extremely loud and you're probably gonna hear it um this is about as non-aesthetically pleasing of a podcast episode that could possibly happen okay and this was the episode that i decided that i was also going to do a video portion which will be available on youtube and do i know why i don't know why i do i have bleach on my shirt i somewhere i have bleach on my shirt i have stains on my hat and i don't care because i'm here i'm here and i'm doing it i'm back for season two and i wanted to mix things up a little bit and start doing video portions to the podcast because i i think that's cool i wanted to do it and today i am just diving in on scripted and just shooting the shit for this episode because I feel like everything has been so heavy on my podcast which you know that's the point of it I'm a heavy person I'm a deep person and I made this podcast to like literally help me process things that have like happened in my life and are happening in my life that's the point of it um and I do enjoy making episodes that are very raw and very open about, you know, some of my experiences. But I feel like today is the day that I want to shake things up. I'm literally so fucking annoyed that it is so loud outside my place right now. But we're going to roll with it. I'm sorry. This is not going to be the calming experience that maybe you hoped for so bear with me okay so i decided for this episode that i just want to talk about things that i like right now call me selfish call me whatever that's what i want to do that's what i want to talk about because i feel like everything is always so deep and i want to like discuss things that are positive and things that are making me happy right now you know i am in season two of this podcast and um i'm really excited about it because it's like this is gonna sound so lame and like so cliche and so like hot girl era whatever but like it is a new era for me it's a new season for me and I feel like things are so different and I was just talking to my best friend about this and I told her like we were talking about it and we we're like if we tried to tell ourselves like ourselves one year ago where we are now like ourselves from the past would look at us and be like bitch what the fuck you're lying you're lying to me. No, not true. Like, 
one year ago, I was in, like, such a, like, my man, my man era. If I would have gone back in time and, like, told, like, old Lena about the fact that, like, oh, by the way, the guy you're dating right now is absolutely wrong for you and you guys are going to break up and you're going to brave this new city by yourself and just, you know, fucking ball on your own, I would have been like, no. No, I'm marrying this man. You don't understand. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's crazy. And it's a new season. And it's a good thing. So I'm just going to like stop blabbing about this stuff and get into it. Because I want to talk about things that I'm loving right now. I kind of brought it up once. But I'm loving that I'm out of my my man, my man era. And, you know, the big part of that is, like, I talked about it a little bit, like, in the last episode, um, that I was very much, like, really into my ex-boyfriend. And if I'm being real with you guys, I've been, like, really into all my ex-boyfriends. Like, every single one of them, at some point in time. I was like, this is it, I'm getting married, we're gonna settle down in a cottage on a nice piece of property and I am going to be uh, (laughs) like a traditional housewife or something. You know, in my last relationship too, like I said before, I had kind of the big realization that I'm very career oriented. I am not very traditional in that way. There are things that are, I guess, considered traditional that I enjoy, like cooking or whatever. Um, That's obviously not limited to certain genders or anything like that, but um, in my case, I guess that could be considered more traditional. Um, But I need a career to be happy. Like, I'm not just cool with just chilling and having a man take care of me and me playing mommy maid for them and so I'm really out of that and I want to stay out of it even if I enter a new relationship eventually I don't want to be that level of obsessed anymore you know and I think I think like the thing we need to realize is that obsession does not mean mutual love and respect Do I need to say that again for some of y'all? Obsession does not equal love and respect. Okay? It is easy, I would say, to get obsessed with someone. It is easy to be Delulu and plan your whole future around somebody. And it is not as easy to find a person for you that will love you and respect you and that you actually align with and that's what I'm looking for I don't need the obsessive love anymore because that did not follow through not in my experience it did not follow through and a lot of times I feel like my obsession was kind of like an unrequited experience um And like I said, it's not sustainable. So I'm loving the fact that I'm in my independent bitch era. And I'm loving 
living alone. Um, I love having my own space. If I want to look like shit, I can look like shit. My schedule is completely my own. I can do whatever I want. The You know, the world is in the palm of my hand. I make all the decisions for myself. I don't have to think about, you know, someone else. And it's crazy to me because I think a lot of people have this idea that... And, you know, I've done this before. Where, like, post-breakup, you, like, go nuts. Okay, you go crazy and you're, like having hookups and you're like going out drinking and you're like having all these experiences i've lived that chapter i have lived that chapter already i am in my (laughs) i'm in my granny area granny era i can't speak apparently i am in my work and school come home cook dinner watch some YouTube, read a book, draw a little bit, listen to some music, dance around my kitchen while I'm making dinner, singing my favorite songs. Like, that is the era that I'm in, and I love it. I love, love, love it. Because I'm, like, finally reconnecting with me. And what I like, and who I am as a person, and not worrying about who do I need to be, for this person that I'm obsessed with because if they don't like me back I'm gonna have a meltdown I'm not doing that right now and it's really the focus really is like on myself and it's beautiful okay like speaking of which I am loving music right now and I'm not gonna lie uh like few it's been kind of off and on and like fluctuating but I okay this is gonna sound like the stupidest fucking thing you've ever heard and I don't know if this is like a universal experience but like have y'all dated people that make you feel bad about the music you like cause like to me I'm I'm a musician music is art and there are some, you know, I'm, I'm a girl. I, I'm just a girl. I listen to, like, some whack-ass, like, hype-up music, you know, songs that you play at the club, whatever. I listen to that kind of stuff, but then I also have this side that, that is my music taste. And it is, like, curated. It is curated, and it is some artists that I have been listening to since like 2012 2013 and i've like watched their careers grow and change and fluctuate and like there are some artists that even have grown really popular in recent years that like i found them at their beginnings dude like og fan (laughs) um and a lot of those artists are like lana del rey um arctic monkeys the neighborhood um, Billie Eilish. Um, let me think about this. I listen to a lot of music. SZA, I hope I'm saying that right. SZA, I listen to her a lot. Her, 
like H-E-R. If, and if y'all haven't been put on her, she is her. Beautiful, beautiful vocalist. Absolutely love her music. Um, and, you know, I listen to a lot of different artists, you know, here and there. I was really big into the 1975. Um, I really like Suicide Boys. I really like Mac Miller. Mac Miller. Mac Miller so good. Um, and so, like, I painted the picture for you. Like, that genre. Cigarettes After Sex. That genre. Which is, you know, it's kind of known to be, like, edgy. And it's they, they're writing really, like, emotional, artistic music. And Almost every single person that I've dated has, like, you know, when I share my music with someone that I've been with, I'm, like, I'm, like, bearing my soul to that person. I'm, like, this is something I love, and I'm I'm sharing it with you, and it's not something that I share with everyone, and I want to show you this music so you can appreciate it. And they'd be, like, oh, your music's depressing. Why do you listen to such sad music all the time? Bro. Really? <laughs> so, like a crazy person, instead of me doing my thing, and I, have, I had gotten better with it, instead of me doing my thing and being like, this is the music I like and I'm not ashamed about it, I would literally curate my playlist to match what my partner liked. And basically gaslight myself into being like, this is the music I like. And you know, me being like a person that listens, I would say I, I listen to like technically every single genre of music that probably exists. Like, I'm all over the place. I have almost a thousand songs in my Spotify playlist for this year, this year alone. I can appreciate all different kinds of music, but like it was to the point where I was like ashamed of the music I like because it is deeper and maybe a little more somber and, but that's what I like. That's what I like. And I've been reconnecting with artists that I haven't listened to in a really long time or you know in like a couple years and you know kind of falling back in love with some of those artists that I really you know I was I was really into and you know it's nice to be doing that again or to be listening to old songs that I wouldn't listen to anymore and being like yeah and, and, and like remembering the time of my life or when I first found that song or you know something like that I, I've just been really love like loving reconnecting to my music so that's a major thing I've been loving I've been loving um, <laughs> I've been loving Brittany Broski so much and I don't know if it's weird to talk about her on this podcast. I don't know if any of y'all have listened to Brittany Broski or, you know, watched her 
TikTok videos or her YouTube videos. She has a podcast called The Broski Report. She has her, like, um, I don't even know. It's it's a YouTube series that's new, um, and it's, like, medieval-themed. And she, like, interviews influencers and, like, musicians and stuff. She really is, like, quite well-rounded, and she is... Oh, girl, she is so feral. <laughs> she is so feral. She is for the, the girls and the gays and the people who grew up on Wattpad. Who grew up a fangirl. Who grew up chronically online, like myself. And, you know, there's this movement, I feel like, that's happening, Okay. Hold on, I need to take a sip of my cherry Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Hold on. Damn, that's good. Okay. There's this movement that is happening on the internet that I'm loving. I love it. As someone who's chronically online. And it is the movement of I don't even know how to describe it normal people and for just like my audio listeners I'm using air quotes right now because you know what the fuck is normal I feral deranged girls that are chronically online maybe not so normal but like I mean like you know, influencing for such a long time and being an internet sensation and being an internet star has always been so deeply rooted in societal beauty standards. Okay? The people who have popped off on the internet for the longest time have, you know, kind of looked a certain way or have been considered in society to be you know, beautiful and, like, untouchable models, musicians, um, you know, the Kardashians and Jenners and those kind of people have ruled the internet for so long. And to see people, you know, that actually deserve, like, the attention that they're getting on the internet is something that I'm enjoying you know enjoying like watching happen because like in Brittany Broski's case here is this woman who was literally working as like an an insurance agent I think a nine to five who just happened to blow up on TikTok, I believe. And she has made this whole career out of it. And you know, she is she's gorgeous. She is so pretty. It's insane. But like at the same time, that being said, she does not fit normal societal beauty standards there is a lot of us that don't and there's a lot of people who are famous that you know altercate their body to fit societal beauty standards and she is 
not. She's not doing that kind of stuff. And she has just, like, created this empire that is the Broski Nation. And she makes so many people feel heard, myself included, with her just being herself. I mean, she's fucking hilarious on top of it. But she also, like, she dives into, like, these deep concepts. And she talks about human rights and, you know... LGBT plus rights and women's rights and she's just you know if there's ever a day that I got the chance to meet her that would be like the best day of my life because like she's someone that you watch and you're like she deserves to be here she's so genuine she deserves to be here and there's other like YouTubers and TikTokers that I'm finding that I've been watching and you know, I've been having that feeling about where I'm like, wow, this isn't someone that's like grew up in a rich family and had this kind of um, career handed to them. They earned it. They did their thing (laughs) and they earned it. And um, so I've been loving that. I've been loving finding these I guess influencers for lack of a better term or YouTubers that are extremely actually relatable and down to earth and I'm loving that movement right now. I am also loving reading again. Now this is a big one for me because for the longest time I like hadn't read a book okay and let me break this down for y'all. Okay, when I was in elementary school and like middle, even all through high school, I was like an avid reader, an avid reader. When I was in sixth grade, you know, they give you like these like state standardized like tests and they kind of to get an idea of like where you're at in your learning and kind of make sure that you're like up to par Excuse me, I don't know if you guys heard that, but you definitely saw it on camera. Sorry, Dr. Pepper. But, as I was saying, like, they would give you these standardized, like, state tests to see where you're at and, like, where your school is at and kind of making sure everything's up to par. And when I took that test in sixth grade, I was reading at a college level. Like, when I tell you, I consumed books. I burned through books because I loved reading so, so much. And um, I kind of got into college and I started drinking and I started partying. And, you know, I was obviously going through like a lot of mental health stuff at the time. And I stopped reading. And I had forgotten what it felt like to pick up a book or pick up a series and, like, be so obsessed with it and, like, consume it. And it consumes you because you're so obsessed. I forgot what that felt like. And then... And then... (laughs) I... My best friend recommended that I read A Court of Thorns and Roses. 
and I had been like I had been seeing it on TikTok and you know it would it would come up and I I was kind of in the like outside rings of book talk a little bit and I was like eh, it's like so mainstream and like eh, I don't know if it'll be that good <sighs> let me tell you that series had a chokehold on me so fucking fast so fast talk about consuming a series I read the entire Court of Thorns and Roses series in like two weeks and it started this whole avalanche for me again and so now I'm on this like uh, I'm on the boat with everybody where I'm in this dark romanticy genre that has emerged oh my god oh my god I'm obsessed the way that these women write these men the way that they write the men I how am I ever supposed to love again especially being like freshly four months single or three months single something like that how am I ever supposed to love a man how am I supposed to go on a date if he doesn't if he doesn't appear in a cloud of smoke with raven black hair and 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 just freaking you know that smirk you know that little smirk <laughs> I don't want him I don't want him <laughs> if he doesn't look like an evil fey prince I don't want him don't waste my time no, but seriously, I, I went through that book so fast, and I was going through this whole, like, and I've been going, like, going through this whole identity transformation in my life right now, and I read um, A Court of Silver Flames, which is the last book that focuses on Nesta's story, and, you know, if you're familiar with the series, I don't want to spoil anything if you're not, if you haven't read it, highly recommend it, but... This is, like, unpopular opinion. I loved Nesta's story, and Nesta's story, that, that last book, um, it resonated with me the most deeply. And a lot of people, because I'm on Book Talk now, and I'm also a part of, of, a part of multitudes of Facebook, like, book clubs... Um, people don't like Nesta and they don't like that book and I'm just like man like I related to her and it kind of was such a beautiful thing for me because as I was reading A Court of Silver Flames it like slowly dawned on me as I was getting through the book like this is me this is me right now because a major theme that I, I feel like what you know, that kind of played out in my relationship with my ex-boyfriend was that because of things I've experienced in my life and 
I think a lot of people that have dealt with trauma or, you know, deal with mental illness or anything like that, um, I have a dark side, and everybody does, but I am, I have this kind of somber, like, macabre side to me, and unfortunately I have learned in this life between friends, family, relationships, or otherwise, not everyone can understand or accept that side of my identity. And a lot of times in the past, I have tried to hide that. And there's this one scene in the, you know, in the book. Spoiler. I may have talking or talking wow i may have talked about this on the podcast before but i have the memory of fucking dory and if i repeat stuff i'm sorry but there's a scene where nesta is in like the heart of the house and if if you've read this you know what i'm talking about and you know she kind of is almost afraid of the house because it's its own entity and she basically blows out all the candles in the room and she accepts the darkness and she accepts the darkness within herself tears tears streaming down my face sobbing crying throwing up I actually sobbed because I was like, this is my problem. You know, you can always, I said I wasn't going to get deep, but like, here I am. You knew I couldn't avoid it. I don't know. You always, like, you can always improve to be a better person. But there are darker, deeper parts of yourself that maybe, you know, they aren't causing harm to you and they aren't causing harm to other people, but people might be generally generally a little put off by it. And it makes you feel shame and it affects you more than you think it does because that is you refusing to accept a part of your identity. And I got to the point where I was like, I have to accept all of myself to love myself. You know, I can't keep playing this game where I'm saying I'm going to love myself. I'm going to, you know, learn to love myself and be that girl. I'm not that girl. I'm, I'm not an it girl. I'm not a clean girl. I'm a feral, deranged rat, sewer rat girl. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen those memes where it's like, like the sewer rat aesthetic. That's me. The raccoon aesthetic. That's me. That's me. And (laughs) you just have to, you have to be real with yourself and you have to be objective with yourself and you have to be able to sit back and say, I'm not a clean girl and I'm not an it girl and I don't really fit into these molds that maybe are perceived as the most beautiful or the most ethereal but I'm still beautiful I'm still me 
I still love me for who I am. So yeah. Court of Thorns and Roses, dude. Sarah J. Moss, it, she has a way of... Um, she's a beautiful world builder. Um, the scenery description is incredible. The stuff besides the, the boinking um, is... You know, like, obviously the boinking's hot, but like... I, you know, actually reading her book and like seeing her world building and seeing like the economical side of it and like the wars and the trading and the money and the power struggles and you know kind of the innards of like how societies and governments work so brilliant like brilliantly done um and then throwing in there that like i feel like you don't see this enough okay especially especially in fantasy when when something happens to you or you see somebody die for the first time, or you have a near-death experience, that is traumatizing. That's the reality of it. It's traumatizing and it changes you and it can affect you and it can cause depression and it can cause PTSD-like system, well, PTSD-like symptoms or it can cause PTSD. And the way that she so beautifully like ingrained that in like she was, so, she was so real for that. So real for like showing the reader that, you know, in this world, I I don't know. I just the way that she like ingrained mental health into it and made it realistic was so artfully done, and I respect her so much for that. So I'm loving books, and I'm also, I'm currently, you know, I got through that whole series, and I honestly would not be surprised if I read it again. I won't be surprised if I read it again. I really wanted to get into, like, the Throne of Glass series, but it, it was kind of daunting for me. I, you know, I wasn't really liking the style as much, or, like, I found it a little, I, I just didn't like it as much. I probably will try it again at some point, but I was like, I gotta shake things up a little bit. So I started reading Haunting Adeline. First of all, I need to say, you whores. <laughs> Myself included, but you whores. The gun? You know how much I've seen the book Haunting Adeline on Book Talk everywhere? In every single Facebook group. And I'm like, oh, this is another dark fan. The gun. The gun? The way I was sitting there with my jaw on the floor. Because of all the women that I know that, like, have read this book and told me, oh, gotta read it. That is one freaky-ass book. That is a freaky-ass book. And I loved it. <laughs> I ate that shit up. I ate it up. Ate it and swallowed. I loved it. And I'm outing myself. But you know what? If you've read it, you're just as guilty as I. And if you haven't read it, then... No harm, no foul, right? But seriously. Oh my god, this whole genre of books is just... 
I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. And, you know, I honestly, if it gets to that point, I might have to make something um, where you guys can give me more of these types of book recommendations. Asking for a friend. I'm asking for a friend. The friend is me. Okay, so we, we've we gone over things. I, I'm in my independent era, loving that, loving music, loving reading dark romanticy books. I don't know if y'all can hear that. I, Man, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But you know what? Like I said, I never claim to be perfect. I never claim to be professional. Oh my god. I went and bought a case. A 12-pack case of cherry Dr. Pepper for myself. And I don't regret it. I don't regret it at all. I'm trying to think of what what else I've been loving. Oh my god, this is a big one to talk about. So I have made the decision. Oh my god. I have made the decision to get sober. And as a 22-year-old... And, you know, it can be this way for anyone of any age. This was a daunting idea to me. I have always been a girl that loves to go out, loves to go to clubs, loves to party. But I'm also a girl that has crippling social anxiety and is extremely introverted. So, what did I do? When I went out and when I had to be around large groups of people and I had to mingle with people my age, I got drunk. Because when I got drunk, I stopped giving a fuck about what people thought about me. Oh, this is a weird thing about me. Like I mentioned before, I work in healthcare. I work with a lot... Typically, like, a lot of, like, middle-aged or elderly people... Um, I have no trouble talking to them. You know, maybe it's a little different in a professional setting. I get the worst anxiety in the world. Being in a room full of people my age. Because it literally, I don't, I don't even know what it is. I really can't describe it to you. It's like... I just can't talk to them and I feel like when I'm talking it's like I'm not talking like a 22 year old and they just think I'm weird does that make sense I don't know and you know my best friend is she's a year younger than me like you know that's normal and I have a couple friends who are around my age and then I have one of my closest friends is 45 <laughs> um all my co-workers are i you know at least i think 28 plus and that ranges all the way up to 63 one of my favorite co-workers is 63 years old and i have the easiest time talking to her i don't know why that is but 
anyway, rounding back, I decided to stop drinking because this is what happened. I, I, it's, I feel kind of scared using the term sober because I, um, I really haven't been sober for that long at this point in time. I have only been sober for not even a week yet, which is not saying that much. But, well, what happened is, you know, I went out with my friend on Halloween weekend, and we went out drinking, and it was fun. But at the same time, like, I loved spending time with my friend. I loved going out having fun. I loved doing that. I loved, you know, dressing up and going out. But I did not love the fact that I got drunk. And the next day, I was really struggling with the fact that I got drunk. And we were supposed to go out again. And I went to sleep at 5 p.m. And I did not wake up until the next afternoon or no it wasn't that long but like the next morning and it wasn't even because I was like severely hungover or anything it was like I genuinely didn't want to go out and drink more and I've really tapered off my drinking like in the past year compared to what I used to drink y'all don't even know I was a fucking alcoholic my freshman and sophomore year of college like, this is confusing because I'm a transfer student. I'm in college right now. But, like, when I first went to college, the first two years I was in college, I was a fucking alcoholic. I mean, like, drinking and partying on, like, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Like, going on five, six-day benders. Um, yeah. It was bad. And I still liked to drink quite a bit in my past relationship it was not nearly as bad but I still drank a lot and then I went through the breakup and I think I'm not gonna lie some shit went down and I know that I went and I bought a fucking bottle of vodka for myself and I went like this on video but it was like this it was a big bottle of vodka that I went and bought for myself and I drank half of it in one sitting and then I was like in the process of moving and I got really busy and like I was kind of like sober for a while without even realizing that I was sober and I was thinking about it I don't think I had drank when my like before hollow weekend for like weeks months maybe no not months weeks for sure and I was like I don't really, like, see the point of me doing this anymore. Like, I don't enjoy it anymore. It's not... It doesn't make my body feel good. Like, I've talked about having PCOS, um, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and it's an inflammatory um, medical condition, and uh, alcohol is very inflammatory to your body and you know just in, in one night of drinking fairly heavily I was bloated I was 
in a lot of pain. I was breaking, I broke out in cystic acne really badly. Like, I was like, man, this just like isn't worth it to me anymore. And I didn't, I didn't get the rush that I used to get. Like there used to be such an adrenaline rush for me going out and drinking, especially before I was 21 in college. And, um, because, you know, I was doing something naughty that I wasn't supposed to do. And I, I got an adrenaline rush off of that. And now I'm 22 years old. I've had more than my fill of alcohol. And I have no fucking interest in it anymore. And I also have this mindset where, like, if I want to go out, that's totally fine. I'll still go out. But I need to learn to socialize again without needing alcohol. Because it has been years since I have comfortably went and was able to socialize with people around my age group without needing alcohol. And, you know, in a sense, I feel like if I do that, I go out and make friends when I'm blackout drunk, they're not really getting me, you know, who I actually am on an everyday basis. They're not, they're getting fun, chaotic alter ego whatever I am when I'm drunk but they're not really getting me so it's not fair to say I've been completely sober for a while because obviously Halloween weekend I was not but I have majorly cut back and I'm sober now and I feel like I'm really happy about it and I really don't think that I'm gonna miss alcohol I think when I go out for like the first few times it's gonna be challenging for me to not drink and it's going to be what I want to do. And there will be a little battle there. But um, in general, I really don't think I'm going to miss it. So that was a lot. That was chaotic. You guys can probably hear the men outside. I shouldn't say just men. There might be women out there working too or whatever. There's people out there working on the roof still. And they probably made a lot of noise. And I'm sorry. But I didn't want to skip this week. And I don't want to skip any weeks. Because it's really important to me to do the podcast. And I love doing it. And it's like, if anything, my little audio journal. And you guys are just along for the ride. And I appreciate every single one of you. So thank you for being here. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And I will see you next Friday. Bye.